on KCOU 88.1 FM. Kenny Van Doren, Peyton Haverman, myself, Jack Knowlton. And for the first time in what seems like a while, we've had to break out the fan in the studio. It's actually warming up a little bit. Do we not normally um, have the love fan to see? on in here? I, 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 so. I turn it on every before every show. Oh, okay. No, you don't. Yes, I do. <laughs> I thought we had it on every time. I do, yeah. Apologies in advance wow. uh, to our listeners if I sound uh, different. I'm using the worst mic, so... Because Peyton one is on the work. dreaded mic three. Mic one mm-hmm. is completely broken. We're not supposed to talk well, about Oh, we're not supposed to talk about technology. It. Uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't oh, matter. Sue me. Peyton's going <laughs> to sound great, whatever he's talking on. Mm-hmm. Right, Peyton? Oh, um, yeah. That's I'm one of the smartest of uh, people yeah. uh, that's ever graced the airwaves. So, Good. I agree. Um, Thank we're, you. We're back. Um, we're going to talk NBA playoffs, NFL draft, Mizzou football. Kenny, first things first. Uh, the phone number for today is the same as it always is, 573. Did you tweet it? I did tweet it. Did you tweet nice. it? Nice. 557. Did you tweet it? Yeah. 5134. Yep. We wonder why we don't get any Five texts. It. Yeah, okay, you can't say it anymore. 573-557-5134. 573-557-5134. We do have to say it more because I think we don't. We used to not get texts because no one understood what the number was. <laughs> all in of, the name of the bit. Cause cause of it's all for the bit. It's okay. Um... Yeah, we'll have a special guest joining us later. We'll do quick hits. But uh, we're going to start things off. NFL draft rounds two through seven recap. Um, we had Infante was last week, right? Jacob Infante of the Windy City Gridiron in the draft wire was here last was week. Last week. That was two weeks ago. That was two ago. weeks ago. Last week yeah. was Katie Athey. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. That's right. Mm-hmm. It, they, they all feel like the NFL draft was last Thursday, and I swear it feels like it was an eternity ago. It's because we it did our, our preview a week a before. A week before the because actual Because we had to. We had because to. that's. Yeah. The 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 pros and cons of having it on on this iconic time slot. Yeah, mm-hmm. of the Friday, mm-hmm. Friday at three. Um, but yeah, highlights from the rest of the because we talked about round one last week. Highlights from rounds two through seven. Go. Uh well, the Bears traded down about a million times. They went from five picks to eleven. Uh, that was fun for me uh, personally. I really liked the day three the Bears had. Uh, as far as everything else goes, I was very surprised by how far Tyler Beatty fell. Uh, well, I guess not really, because I figured he was probably going in the fifth, sixth round range. Uh, but that's a shame, because he absolutely is a lot better than some of the guys that were getting taken. Like, Tyler Algier? I was just going to pull up no. the list. Yeah, Some of the running backs before him, I was yeah, shocked. If, he was you third get, if you find the list, like read some of them off. The second running back, like South Carolina's running back two, got taken over Tyler Beatty. Tyler Beatty was the ninth best, or was the ninth SEC running back taken, and he is absolutely the best one that got taken. Yeah, uh, uh, what, Don't what, say Damian Pierce. Where was he picked? <laughs> He was picked in the sixth round uh, by the Ravens, like, 180-something. I, I would like to point out the thing about Damian Pierce is the, the reason they picked him is because the whole the whole thing is, like, set Nick Casario's second draft, and he was going all in on guys that were really physical and can hit people. That's, like, what his whole, his whole mantra is now. So he wants to he wants throw, physical players. Uh, he wants throwbacks. He wants CTE merchants. I think that's, like, what he's looking <laughs> for. And some of these guys, he wants the guys that are going to hit people hard. Yeah, I did. And I that's did why, like. That's why he likes Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce is a really hard runner. He takes forever to get down. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's I did true. Like yeah. it was, he's of, the one that ran into Florida. the end zone after he got his helmet knocked yeah. off, right? And like, I forgot who they were playing. At. I think it was like UCF, maybe. Yeah. And the UCF players like mad at him for like continuing on with the play because yeah. he could have gotten hurt, but he didn't care. Yeah, he was up. Yeah. Run. Um, yeah, a couple players taken before him. Kevin Harris, who Peyton mentioned. For South Carolina, Absolute got drafted before joke him. Of a, Tyler Allegier. Ty, Ty Chandler. Ty Chandler, Kyron, I will admit Kyron, I like. Kyron Williams, who is good. Yeah. Um, Jerome Ford of Cincinnati. Absolutely Snoop, not better. Snoop Connor, who is not better than Tyler Not Bay. better than Tyler Bay. Um, Hassan Haskins, who is not better than Tyler Not Bay. at all better than... Ty- Hassan Haskins is a one-game merchant. Brian Robinson Jr. for Alabama. Actually, he did, he did well in the playoff. He's not better than Tyler Beatty. Uh, Tyron Davis-Price for LSU. He's not better than Tyler Beatty. I did feel that's a good scheme fit for the 49ers, but also a better scheme fit for the 49ers round, uh, was Tyler Beatty. Round two ones were James Cook, Kenneth Walker, the third, who was the Seahawks' worst draft pick on the day, probably. Although I'm, st- I'm starting to come around to it a little bit. Nolton, that pick sucks. It, it <laughs> does. Not it does. Pick. However, it might be at least a little helpful because I'm learning. I mean, because Chris Carson's got the neck injury. That mm-hmm. if he gets hurt again, he could end his career. And Rashad Penny hasn't signed a new contract, so he's I gonna be done. I thought he had gotten re-signed for a year. 
Yeah, but it, I think it's just this next season, and then he's done again. Yeah, but I don't know. I just that felt like overkill to me. Um, a l- a little I bit. did forget we were doing uh, rounds two through seven. They made. Up I was for absolutely it. miserable for most of day two until we picked a receiver. Uh, uh, yeah, I think. Well, my day two was like I didn't really spend it. Um, like sitting in the living room watching it. I, you know, I was really hoping that a Mizzou player wasn't taken because I would have mm-hmm. to write about it and leave where I, where I was. But I think the biggest thing, the biggest like fall in day two was Malik Willis. Yeah. Yeah. To the I, third round. And I That's get the ridiculous. concerns people have with him. Uh, he ran about as simple an offense as you can get at, uh, at Liberty. Uh, as good as an arm and athleticism he has, he can't throw accurately at all. Uh, so that's something that needs a massive overhaul. But that being said, I was just so surprised. So many teams, like the Lions, the Seahawks, just the Falcons went with Ritter over him. Mm-hmm. Uh, just so many teams like that had could have had the luxury of having him wait behind a quarterback and playing in a year or two just passed on him. And I just don't know why, because he has very, very good physical traits. Uh, borderline maybe the best athleticism we've ever seen from a quarterback. Like, it's up there for him. Cannon arm, uh, he landed in an absolute perfect spot for him. Uh, He doesn't have to start right away and probably won't. Uh, If Ryan Tannehill plays another year or two, that's going to be very good uh, for Malik Willis. Well, and uh, Ryan Tannehill doesn't want to develop Malik Willis. Did you see those quotes? Yeah, I... uh, it happens a lot where a guy is like, oh, it's not really my job uh, to develop, like, you know, mentor this guy. And to be fair, he is correct. Right now, he's still the starting quarterback of a team that yeah. almost beat the AFC champions last year. Yeah, they're a contender. Even if they traded away A.J. Brown, they still brought in Traylon Burks. They're banking on him being just as good. I love the, the um, Traylon Burks comp, though. AJ Brown. AJ Brown. Yeah. That's what the NFL Network had for him. It's a oh, pretty yeah, perfect. When they, when it's like a glove it. that fit, but um, I do feel like it's just a bit taken out of context because he also said, "But if Malik Willis uh, stays with me and learns from me, that's great too." Like, so he's not going to go out of his way. I think to mentor him, like some quarterbacks have done in the past, like. Patrick Mahomes said Alex Smith did that for him. It's happened in the past, but I don't think it's that big of a deal for Ryan Tannehill to say that. Um, I also think, but Ryan, it does sound bad. Ryan Tannehill also knows that his his career is not over yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he still has like five more seasons probably. Ryan and that Tannehill might, might still be a backup, will be a starter yeah. for a few years. Yeah, I he's, he's going to be a starter for this team for a little bit longer. I think for another two years, yeah. honestly. I, I just think it's so interesting for a guy who was mocked. Like as a, the sixth overall pick, <laughs> sorry, mm-hmm. falls to the yeah, third round. Pick. It was drafted behind Desmond Ritter. So I'll, that's just what happens sometimes yeah. in the draft. I found an article. It is from Yahoo Sports. So take that for what you, for what it for what it is. Um, but at least from apparently a Seahawks guy. So other teams could have been feeling this too because the Seahawks were one of the teams that were heavily mocked to take him when he didn't go in round one with one of those day two picks, um, and they took Kenneth Walker. Apparently, according to sources, the Seahawks passed on Willis four times before he was taken 86th overall, feeling he was nowhere near NFL ready. Wow. So and I get maybe other teams that, thought the same thing. I would have to agree. Like, if he had to, if the, if he was thrown into a sink or swim situation, like, he would fail yeah. this year. Um, he would be absolutely awful Is if this he a, started his rookie year, especially in Seattle. Yeah. Um,. I was impressed by with Seattle's picks a little bit. Kobe Bryant, I thought they made up for the uh, Kenneth Walker pick when they got him. They also uh, didn't nice. you take ter- uh, Woolen, the dude from uh, yeah from Washington. Y- no, no, from uh, what? Why can I not think it? UTSA. Yes, yeah. yeah who a lot of people inc- also like. He if he gets coached up, he will be elite. Yeah. So Woolen and Kobe Bryant. Are good and they, they draft. I mean, um, I think Richard Sherman, mm-hmm. Earl Thomas, Cam Chancellor, all those guys were like round, round three, picks. round four draft picks. So that's good. Um, do you think? I wait. I have a question about Willis though. This might be a weird like with the sink or swim situation. Is he kind of like? Is it kind of like Tua a little bit? Because that gave me like when Tua entered the league, I feel like he was kind uh, of put in that spot. Not really, because I figured Tua was probably a lot more yeah. ready for the NFL. Uh, he ran a much more intricate <clears throat> intricate offense uh, at at Bama. He had nowhere near 
as much work that needed to be done. It just he hasn't translated that well. I think part of it has to do with his injuries. Uh, part of it's just he's not that strong armed. I don't know. Um, but he hasn't been great. I wouldn't call it the exact same thing. Okay. I, I just feel like, I don't know, when you said sink or swim, I felt like that was where Tua was. But he also had more, I agree, he had more pressure because he was mm-hmm. a, a more top pick. Um, uh, John yeah, Menchie is better than Vilas Jones. Uh, well, you picked him 30 spots in front of him. Well, so this, is what, this is what a listener had to okay, send in. Okay, Zach, all right, I get it. <laughs> Uh, look, the Vilas Jones pick saved me. I know you were so upset. I was on so so mad when they picked who? When we picked Kyler Gordon and Jaquan Brisker, uh, two defensive backs. While there were still no like, while we were still staring at Byron Pringle, wide receiver two. Hey hey, that's not good, Knowlton. <laughs> um, true. It's just it, it was not like something that made me happy. Uh, but now that we did get Velas Jones, who they're going because the Bears are running a similar offense to the 49ers, which means Velas Jones is going to be used somewhat similar to Debo. He's not going to be near what Debo's caliber is. You had a player that was used like Debo. Cordero Patterson, yeah. yeah. But <laughs> people hated Matt Nagy noted, for that, too. Noted um, curse word sayer on the Nickelodeon broadcast. That's true. Cordero Patterson. Um, but no, Velas Jones, uh, that pick to me more than made up for it because he's a perfect fit for the offense. He's got 4-3 speed, uh, which I think is huge. I could care less that he's 25 years old, uh, and that's old for a draft I saw your tweet about that. That was funny. I do not care at all that he's a senior citizen as far (laughs) as the draft goes. Um, And that also made the the two second-round picks the Bears had look a lot better because – as bad as the receivers and the O-line was, were for the Bears last year, the secondary was just as bad. I mean, Artie Burnt Toast was one of our starting corners. So was Kendall Vilbad. Um, it yeah, was a nightmare. With that one. I can't think of a good one for Kendall Vildor. I, I will say, um, I'll, I'll, make, I'll echo a point I heard just like on the ESPN broadcast. I forgot who said it, but someone was like, if you can give a team one good contract in the NFL – that's a good draft pick. So if the guy's 25, if he gives you four or five good seasons of production, mm-hmm. and okay, then he's four years in the league only and he's already 29. Like, who cares? Yeah, Most people, I, mean, I feel like, can't even give that. You can't really go into a mindset with a third-round pick thinking this is going to be a guy we build our franchise right. around. So if he only gets, like, one contract extension, I will live with that because that means he hit uh, for a third-round pick. Um, Completely. But he'll be gone. So it does not matter to me his age at all. You worry about that stuff in the first round. Like, you don't want to take a 27-year-old quarterback like Brandon Whedon. Uh, (laughs) Texans legend Brandon Whedon. He's one of the only Texans quarterbacks. One of the only Texans quarterbacks to beat the Colts in Indianapolis. He's one of three, Three. right? Yep, three. Do you want to guess them? Only three? There's only three. Schaub, Schaub, and Yates. Nope, Schaub never did it. Schaub never did it? No. Not once? No. Osweiler? Osweiler was the other. Yates? No. Watson? Oh. Wow. Yeah. We could have guessed that. Yeah, yeah. but you didn't. You, you didn't, didn't give us time. Wow, bring up Deshaun Watson on the show. Oh, my God. Anyways, but yeah, overall, <laughs> that's pretty happy with the with how the draft went for me. Yeah. I, I mean, I was happy other than Kenneth Walker, pretty much. Kenny, do you like the draft for you? Yeah, I was going to look more like the Mizzou picks uh, now. Yeah. There's only two. two. Um, <clears throat> Max Baker, who's... Uh, uh, filled in for you, filled in for Jack at one point mm-hmm. in the semester. Um, <clears throat> he's close with Dave Matter because they both work at the St. Louis Dispatch or Post Dispatch. Did yeah, sorry, Max did work there. Uh, he was fired. <laughs> <laughs> his contract was terminated. No, no his, uh, his semester ended, so he's no longer working there. Uh, but he was telling me on Friday that he was that he was hearing that a Caleb Evans could go round two, and I was like, he's going to go in front of eighty. And he's like, yeah, there's a really good chance he would. Oh, I would have guessed Caleb Evans had gone in front of Beatty simply because the running back market is so oversaturated. And and it's like – And corner is a lot more valuable. You don't desire running backs as high. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, uh, Caleb Evans went to the Vikings. Uh, Those were the only two – That makes me so mad. Only two Mizzou picks. Uh, After the draft, Allie Green – 
I don't. I'm not totally sure if all these are actual signings. I know some of them are just. Allie Green was an actual. It was signing. an actual signing. Yeah. So cornerback Allie Green went to the Bears. Uh, Kiki Chisholm, wide receiver in Akil Byers, I defensive think lineman. Kiki Bo- was also an actual signing. No, bo- both of them were. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So both Akil Byers and Kiki Chisholm are going to the Packers. Uh, Michael oh, Mayetti, the center, uh, got a rookie camp invite from the Steelers. Okay. Uh, Kobe Whiteside. Kobe Whiteside got a rookie camp invite from, from Atlanta. Atlanta, yeah. So Boo- he's with the Falcons. Boo Smith. And then Boo Smith. The Chiefs. He got a tryout. Rookie tryout. Was, was, it, was, it, it wasn't it, even a rookie no, camp invite? No, it was a invite? tryout. So he got Oof. a trial to go hey, to rookie hey, camp. I'll he, give him that. this, though. I did not think he would even get that. Yeah. So, but he killed the tryout to get onto Mizzou's team. Yeah, he was he a walk-on. Yeah, he played he's, flag. He's he got, no stranger. He played flag football. He I would, will say, he's a deep threat. That's what he specializes he in. He was good. Mm-hmm. He was I, legit I, good. I thought he was fine. Yeah. So if any, like, for the Chiefs, he's kind of a fit. And then, so we'll see. Uh, looking even further at that for the 2023 draft, Mizzou actually has one player mocked. I yeah. know Peyton's seen it. I guess both of yeah. you have seen yeah. this. It's Chris crazy. Abrams. Chris Abrams Drain. He's good. He's good. Uh, he mm-hmm. switched from wide receiver like two Ever seasons since ago. Chris he Abrams Drain switched from receiver, I've been a huge fan. Yeah. I was going to say we. I feel like people hated him when he was a receiver. He was I think a it was bad. bad I think it was receiver. Chase of Cup of Bro who made his receivers list, and Chris mm. Abrams Drain was like the last one. He was the worst receiver on um, the team. Which is, I, I'm, it's so refreshing to see a good Mizzou corner because I feel like our freshman year in particular and a, and a little bit, yeah, 2019 and 2020 a little bit, that was what I was yelling at the most at Mizzou games. Was like, oh, yeah. none of them would turn around. Demarcus Acey they were fell bad. off so yeah. bad. He was good at the us. beginning and then just, um, oh, he stopped. And if Rakestraw was good in 2020, he was bad in 21, but yeah. I think it's because he He's was got, hurt. He got hurt. He'll be back. Um, but it's nice, was bad. it's nice to see. It's nice to see an NFL level corner. Josh Is, is Burdine? Remember oh, him? Bad, yeah. oh, product. Is terrible. Our best corner was um, what's his face who switched from quarterback? Or he played like safety. Oh, Sean. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sean, Sean, Sean Robbins. Sean was a very, year, yeah. very surprisingly effective safety. He's at K State, yeah. right? Yeah, he's yeah, at K State. Mizzou plays. Mizzou plays at K State this year. Um, but I guess other than that. That's all the Mizzou draft news, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. If you want to know what number Beatty's wearing, thirty, Byers is wearing ninety-eight. So I don't know what the What's others are wearing. We don't know what a Caleb. No, I, don't, I haven't is seen right. it yet. Um, Tyler Beatty's gonna be good. Oh, Do you like the yeah. Steelers or the Steelers? The, the Texans. Texans. Draft? I really like the Texans draft. I really I th- like I Nick really, Casario. Really, really love the Harris pick. Yeah. Did you guys uh, pick? Um, Harris is good. The Oklahoma guy. Which one? The linebacker? Or is that no. somebody else? They took no. a Alabama. They took Alabama linebacker. Oh, Christian, Christian Harris. Harris. He's yeah. good. He's I like very him. good. Um, I guess there's more error. Mizzou news today. Uh, Mizzou landed Juco wide receiver Demarion Houston. Uh, he played two years at Nebraska. Didn't play a single snap. Okay. He was actually offered in 2017 by Mizzou. Hmm. So hmm. that was during the era of what coach, Peyton? I know. Barry Odom. Why? Because lo- we love Barry Odom on this show. Sports talk Barry. Yeah, so I guess you know, losing J.J. Hester, I think it was two weeks ago, a week ago, uh, to the transfer portal, and you bring in yeah. Demarion Houston. There's a good receiving core on this Mizzou team. Yeah, very I don't young. know. Oh, yeah. That guy's going to have to really yeah. fight for snaps. I'm excited to watch Luther Burton. It's going to be so fun. Mm-hmm. Do you guys know why I call him Sports Talk Barry, by the way? It's because no. he, he used to do those things on Fridays before game days where he would come and, and like, hype the at like on like the quad he would oh, hype everyone yeah. up mm-hmm. and I was like it's just Barry Odom talking sports. It's too <laughs> sports bad he's just the worst recruiter ever. Um, yeah, it's true. So since it's kind of hard to hear the number before the show, uh, your dad texted the text line and asked, "What's the Twitter account so I can see what the phone number is?" <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but how? Do, why does he need to see it if he just texted? I think that it? was his joke. Follow KCOU on Rip. <laughs> dad. He said dot .edu or dot .com. Dot .edu. <laughs> yeah, Dad, it's America Online. He used to have a, I think he used to have an America Online email. I told him it was .org. AOL. .org. Or, yeah, he was, he's an AOL guy. Big IT guy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, do we have other Mizzou football stuff? We're kicking it to a break. We will kick it to a quick break. When we come back, we got quick hits. Um, it is currently 321 Central Standard Time here on The Unwritten Rule, and we will be right back. If you love them enough to sit through their favorite boy band with them, then surely you'll check NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to make sure they're correctly buckled in the back seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ag Council. My name's Chase Madison. And I'm Luke Magnanti. And we are Cup of Bro. 
a sports radio talk show right here on KCLU 88.1 FM. Join us at 11 a.m. on Fridays for some fun sports talk. Featuring our bro segment, where we talk about everything that happens off the field. And drink a little bit of coffee, too. So be sure to tune in to see what we got brewing up. Life can be dramatic, but day-to-day relationships aren't always like you see on TV. You can help the young people in your life work through the drama by engaging them in conversations about healthy relationships. Use Connect With Me activity cards to start discussions on this subject and other topics that matter to teens. Visit health.mo.gov connect to access these free cards and resources. A message from the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services. Lay. On Modest Mouse does not know how to make songs. Yeah, his song is terrible. This one is way better. It's Modest Mouse. That's a band. It's not one person. Yeah. Don't care Wrong who pain. it is uh, or what back. they are. Welcome back to the Unwritten Rule on KCOU 88.1 FM. Jack, Kenny, and Peyton. Your dad's going to sue you, Peyton. Or is that My Jack? dad is apparently suing me. Bigly, he said. Big, he's going to sue me bigly? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> dad, get back to work. <laughs> he's at work, I think. Um... Quick hits. I think. Quick I, hits. Kenny, I can faintly see all of the names. Like, I can't read them. Really? But, like, I can, yeah, they're like, whatever pixels are on this computer, I can see them. Oh, that's funny. Like, like coming through. I can't like, um, read them, but. Well, tell everyone what the Jersey of the Week is. Yeah. Yeah, so we had a preemptive <sighs> Dirty Bird this we week, didn't we, gentlemen? Dirty Bird. Yeah. Yeah, so Kenny and Payton, for those who don't know, try and put Liverpool as Dirty Bird of the Week um, every single week because uh, they haven't been losing very much. And they were down. 2 nothing in the Champions League semifinal game on Wednesday to Villarreal, and I texted Kenny and Peyton. I said, you guys are 45 minutes away from a dirty bird. Only for Liverpool to go back and score three and win the game, and they're now going to the Champions League final on May 28th. I'm very excited. Jack My te- dad will be excited, too. Um, you texted us a smiley face, and I was like, oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> and so like, they won. Come on. So we had to take them off, dirty bird, and I instead am donning my Liverpool jersey. I actually bought this in their team store. When they've, I never, went. they've never been the dirty bird. They've never been. No. If they lose the Champions League final, they could be the Dirty Bird, but yeah. that'll be a summer edition. But yeah, I got this. It's actually a practice jersey. It looks good. Um, and I bought it in their team store along with some shoes. Bet Victor. Bet, Bet Victor is the sponsor. It's also New Balance. They're not New Balance anymore. Mm-hmm. I remember when they were New Balance. Yep. They started when they were in high school. Because they had... Yeah, they had ugly. <laughs> their, yeah. their New Balance jerseys were ugly. I remember sometimes. New Balance soccer cleats were like a big deal. Yes, they were good. The black ones. Yeah, so like all black. Um, so yeah. spelling bee. A lot wait, of wait, the, wait, wait, wait. You did dirt. Of, you called yourself Dirty Bird of the Week. Well, right? Yeah, but that's bee. after the spelling bee. Peyton. Oh, oh, oh man. Oh. oh. So this whole quick hits is just based off Liverpool losing. So, <laughs> Dude, oh, wait. What? What's the spelling bee? It's remember Villarreal we players. Did, we re, re, do you remember? Wait, when I might we, be able to do this. Yeah. We'll have to do see. Do you remember when we did a Nick themed quick hits <laughs> and didn't even have Nick oh on the gosh, show? Oh my gosh, I was about to invite Nick on the show this week. We'll get him next. <laughs> Well, we have a guest, so it's fine. Guess, who's our guest fine. next week? All right, uh, Aaron and Zach. Oh, okay, again? who's our real yeah. guest no, next week? No, not again. Not again. We can't have them last again. Time. Oh, that was, uh, that was unbelievable. Zach was barking standing up at the end of that show. Oh, my God. Uh, okay, so can you guys leave the docs? I'm, I'm off I'm the doc. Okay. Spelling Bee, I'm Villarreal players. I'm excited to hear players. you pronounce these names, Yeah, it's going to be bad. I, I couldn't even find a pronunciation I bet guide. Etienne Capuz on there. Uh, he is. You yeah. want to go with that one first? We can go. I can do it. Etienne Capu. Uh, Etienne Capu used to play for Arsenal. J. Give Mark, me really a posture for the accent, Marcus. I, Etienne, I don't know if I know. I can spell his last name. It's spelled like the football player. Travis Etienne? I'm pretty sure. E-T-I-E-N-N-E? Yep. Yeah, and then C-A-P-O-U-E? Yep. No. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes! Yeah, yeah. yeah you're right. Dang. All right. Peyton, Geronimo Rulli. Oh, Yes. Give me the Geronimo Ruli. Yeah, he's their goalie. Every time uh, uh, they make a save, they yell "Say Geronimo." <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, no, they G-E- don't. But. <laughs> yeah, R O Geron N I M O. Yep, Geronimo. What's his last name? Ruli. 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 R. Yep. H. No. no. 
R U double L I. Yep. Yeah. I wouldn't have gotten um, that. Next one, Purvis Estupinon. Oh yeah, Purvis. I actually yeah. hadn't heard of this guy until this uh, game started. He's Ecuador, and he's pretty good, I guess. I didn't. Their main like starters yeah. had long names. He, he started different, different names. Yeah, he's their like right back, I think. Uh, Purvis. P U R? No. Oh, it's P P E R. Yep. V I S. What's his last name? Estupinon. Estupinon. Estupinon? Estupinon. Estupinon. It's Ecuadorian. E S Estupinon. You're a Estupinon, Peyton. T Estupinon. E S T U P Estupinon. E. No. It's I N A N. I hate soccer! Because there's a. It's E S T U P I N A N. Okay. Ecuador made the World Cup, by the way. Last one, Jeremy Pino. Oh, Jeremy Pino. He's good, too. Jeremy? Um, Jeremy Pino. Are you going first, Pino? Like, Jeremy Pena. It's not, though, is it? No. (laughs) Yeah. Jeremy. It's almost the same as Jeremy Pena. Jeremy. It's a four letter difference. It's so not close. Close. Yuremi. Yep. Why? Yep. Yuremi. Yuremi. Can I get the language of origin? He's Spanish, I think. Yuremi. Why you? No. Uh, Jack. Yuremi. Uh, Yuremi Pino. Y E R M I P I N O. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, best that was, the- <laughs> I had to have one Stupid. good one, Peyton. I hate soccer. <laughs> Uh, best beat of the week. Uh, this is Tottenham plus one and a half against Liverpool on May seventh. So it's tomorrow, one forty-five. Yeah. Big game. You're in the mud. I know. <laughs> this I, is completely they, mud. Liverpool used all their goals. Uh, was it Wednesday? Yes. They used all their goals Wednesday. It was third Tuesday. Tuesday. So I'm I taking have received Tottenham one not, and a half. I have received not a text but a steam message <laughs> from uh, one Peter Camp. Uh, Peach Fuzz on a on a on Steam. He sends a lot of salt emojis. So that's it. Because y'all are salty. Because Liverpool. I won. think he's talking to us. Yeah. My mom just texted the text line and said, "Excited to hear your guest Eagle uh, lives forever." Because our, our thing was uh, Eagle Fight Never Dies. Mm. Is, uh, wait, is this one and a half? Like they're projected to win by you? If like they so have to win two nothing, it's Liverpool, it's Liverpool minus one and a half. So if Liverpool wins by two, yeah, they, 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 they cover. They okay. So if Tottenham loses by one or wins or t- draws, you know what? That's not a bad beat. Yeah. That's not a bad beat. I'll take it. Um, dirty bird of the week. It's me. Yep. I'm the dirty bird. <laughs> you are. You did. You were. You were I an am eagle. The dirty bird. Yes, so. I was an eagle. That is true. That's a very good, very good comp. Uh, best thing I learned this week. I'm oh, almost oh, done. Oh, other bird of the week or dirty bird of the uh-huh. week. Uh, the burrowing owl. Oh, are you uh, looking at my bird news? Yeah. Stuff? Congrats on being named the 2022 bird of the year. Oh my gosh! Can't believe I missed owl. that. When was that you announced? missed the bird of the year. Yeah. The ABA's two. 2022 <laughs> bird of the year That's is funny. the burrowing owl, arguably the world's most charismatic bird species. Aww. And the photo makes him look very angry. Let me see. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at, wait, let's turn around. Yeah, burrowing owls look like that. Let me see. I like burrowing owls. They look like cool birds. To oh, it does it. look scary. I've been to a lot of rice football games, so. I uh, had to go cover Columbia College softball oh, against the that. William Woods Owls yeah. today. So congrats, sure, to the, out seven owls. congrats to the burrowing uh, owl. Wait, where do you get your bird? Do you just Google bird news? Yeah, I've, okay. oh, there's a website. I have. How else I would we get our <laughs> bird news? Is it, a, is it a blog? Uh, it's. Does it, it have opinion pieces? It's on Reddit. I don't know if you guys ever heard <laughs> of it. Opinion: The Scarlet it's a, it's Macaw is not website. a bird worth your time. How much Reddit karma do you have on you, Peyton? Uh, <laughs> probably idea. a lot. Best thing I learned this week: uh, I'm almost done covering high school sports. Hooray! Ugh. You don't like it? Some high school sports, man. Oh, there was a good baseball game the other day between Rockbridge and Hickman, but like it's just tough sometimes because mm-hmm. there's no communication. They don't. Some, some people don't care. Yeah, Peyton. Uh, the best thing I learned this week: uh, our roommate, uh, our meaning Kenny and I. Sorry, Knowlton. It's okay. Um, our roommate Austin McLean. Tomar uh, could have gone D two. He told our other roommate Zach and I that he had he was getting looks at from Truman State. Austin was an all-conference pitcher uh, in high school, and he did not go D2. He just decided, I'm going to go to Mizzou and become a robot scientist. 
So. Robo scientist. Something like that. I well, don't he remember. was going to be a physician, I think. I don't think that's what, what he was doing. doing doctor stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, uh, just eats my, our food. My best thing I learned this <laughs> week was uh, that the Milwaukee Brewers RBI record got broken the other night. <laughs> Who When cares? they dropped 18 on, uh, I think it was Cincinnati. It's not, that doesn't count as a real game. Rowdy Telez, <laughs> Rowdy Telez had eight RBIs in a game. Man, let's nobody, get Rowdy. Nobody cares about the let's large go. Chicago suburb Brewers, man. Shut Who cares? <laughs> Who Payton, cares? You're just not Rowdy. You're not Rowdy. I Payton. hate Rowdy Telez. You don't know, you don't know Paul. It. I ratioed you with that Patrick Wisdom tweet, too. You didn't. I you did. You had like six likes. I had nine. That's not a ratio. Oh my. It was too far down the thread for it to count as a ratio on the I main tweet. I also hit it. So. It didn't work, did it? Well, they it worked it. enough. No. Patrick I, Wisdom clears right. I, I owned tells. you on that tweet. You did not. Owned. It's a bad Kenny, Speaking joke. of the ratio, do the ratio of the week. Ratio of the week comes from No Nothing TV, uh, brought to you by... I don't, I don't we, know. we can't bring it to, by anybody. <laughs> he has 57.6 thousand followers on Twitter with no checkmark. Claps to you, No Nothing TV. Uh, he just took a screenshot of an interaction between some guy named John Fogelsang and Emily Miller... John Fogelsang tweeted, I won't get vaccinated, I won't wear a mask, I oppose, blah, blah, blah. So it's just like mocking pro-life people. Emily Miller responded, I read, the, read this and thought, oh, someone who has this, all the same position, uh, I owe someone who has all my same positions, then I realize you're mocking us. And that tweet, just the screenshot, got um, 227.9 thousand likes. Emily Miller responded, why didn't you, uh, why did you, why'd you subtweet me? me? And no nothing replied, I didn't want to embarrass you any further. He got 55,000 likes. She got 937. When I put Sheesh. this into the doc, like on Tuesday, yeah. whatever this was, yeah. it was at like 20,000 likes. So Blew he up. gained 35,000 over the last three nights. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean that what she said was dumb, so it, it, it makes was sense. Quite dumb. She, she knows nothing, TV. Aha. Aha. Dome. Look at that. Good ratio. The Send other one break. the other one was me with uh Peyton. Dying inside. And Patrick Wisdom. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was like when Infante, do you remember what he yelled during the draft? Never mind. We're going to break. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> We're going to Can't break. Um we'll be right back. We're gonna have a special guest joining us uh to talk a little bit of uh minor league baseball as well as some NBA playoff stuff. Uh it is currently three thirty four Central Standard Time here on the Unwritten Rule. We will be right back with more. Look at me, busy as a bee. Where'd I get all this energy? Oh, man. Mm, man. I don't sleep and I don't eat, but I've got the cleanest house on the street. Oh, man. Mm, man. Get these hairs all out of my face. Get these bugs all out of my place. One more hit. No time to waste. Oh, man. Life can be dramatic, but day-to-day relationships aren't always like you see on TV. You can help the young people in your life work through the drama by engaging them in conversations about healthy relationships. Use Connect With Me activity cards to start discussions on this subject and other topics that matter to teens. Visit health.mo.gov connect to access these free cards and resources. A message from the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services. Everyone has their favorite moment in sports. The NBA Finals. The Super Bowl. The Penalty Box on KCOU 88.1 FM. Wait, what? You heard me right. Join me, Peter Camp, and my co-host, Jack Knowlton, on Thursdays at 4 p.m. as we talk about news surrounding college sports, the NBA, and the NFL. And don't forget everyone's favorite segment, The Penalty Box, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Come join the fun. the unwritten rule on kcou 88.1 fm we just got done with quick hits um and we are going to be joined by a very special guest for this last segment he is a minor league prospect with the cleveland guardians drafted back in 2019 correct um it's pitcher josh wolf josh welcome to the show we're glad you could join us is he there way Uh-oh. to go josh can you hear us oh no 
No, Josh. Do I have the, I have the, yeah, I have the ox on. Josh, um, can you hear us? Oh, oh, that was Peyton. Oh, wait, wait is it real, playing off my phone? It's real quiet. It is playing oh. off your phone. We're doing really great. <laughs> I love. Can you hear us, Josh? Yeah, I can hear you. There, there we, we go. go. <laughs> Welcome, Josh. Thank you for joining. Unwritten, the ox, you know, minor errors and stuff. So yeah, I'm. We're really excited uh, that Josh could join us here. We want to ask him all about, um, you know, life as an ML or a minor league pitcher. And you know how he how he got in the game, how he's enjoying it so far. With that being said, Josh, how was Kenny in high school? <laughs> uh, I had a few classes with Kenny from freshman all the way to senior year, but we always actually end up, I think, sitting next to each other. Uh, Sorry, it was to hear nice. That. He, he helped me out a lot of work. I don't think I helped him on much, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was nice. He was a good friend of mine. He's a good guy. I heard you can say. Yeah, I, I heard you two had to be separated once in an English class. Is this is this true? I'm, not, I'm guessing, was it Miss Mundell's class, Kenny? Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, so that, that makes sense. Um, I, I don't think that teacher was very fond of me. Uh, <laughs> <so> <laughs> there's a high possibility of that happening. Was he still this annoying? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, he actually was very quiet. He just kind of sat there. I'm pretty sure he had a... What, didn't you have a huge Mizzou sticker on your uh, on your computer, actually? I still have that sticker, yeah. So, yeah, so that's... That's all I remember. I, he was just kind of did his thing. That I, is I was so the loud one. I was the annoying one in class. Oh, <laughs> I mean, self-admitted. Self <laughs> no, I'll, I'll admit it. You, you, and Kenny can double down on it. I was, <laughs> I was not the best uh, student to be around. Well, he may have been a nuisance in class, but he was also clearly a nuisance to batters. Um, oh, um, from, from the pitcher's mound. Um, Josh, I guess just starting from the beginning, what was it like um, – to be drafted and like the initial process from, you know, coming out of high school and then all of a sudden, you know, you have a job, you're in a, a major league setup. Um, you know, what was that? What was that transition like for you? Yeah, it was. I mean, it was obviously really cool, but it was it was weird too because I went from high school uh, and then it, about two months after I graduated, maybe even less, I was signing at City Field in New York right. and. So that was that was a crazy experience, and like you said, like now I'm I have a, a job, uh, and that was a, a tough adjustment at first, going from where, you know, your, my life was school, baseball, family, to where obviously you know my family's still included, but like I'm alone in a city that I, I was in Port St. Lucie, Florida, which is where the team's uh, complex was, um, just doing baseball. So it was a weird adjustment for me at first, um, trying to. Not, obviously, I don't have to balance anything. It's just baseball, but just having that strictly was just weird. And and I liked it, but at the same time, I was like, "Where's the, where's others? I don't. I need other stuff to do." So right, uh, it's, it's like any new thing. Like you're you're still adjust, even if it is like a major. You're on a major league baseball team. It's like any new start, whether you go to college or get a job. Like exactly, you're yeah. trying to balance it. Cool, cool. Yeah, and and I'm still not the best at like living. So like, <laughs> like neither first, neither are any of us, Josh. That <laughs> so so the first time, the first couple of months um, in Fort St. Lucie, like I was struggling to cook and do my own laundry. Like it was it was bad. <laughs> now I've learned to do all that stuff, but the beginning was very tough. Nice, nice. And then you know, Josh, we spoke like last. Uh probably before last season, before your actual first full season of baseball. And, you know, we didn't really get to talk about how that went. So after your first full year of professional baseball, what did you learn the most and what obstacles did you overcome? Yeah, so, you know, this the last year statistically wasn't the best. But um, like you said, I, I learned a lot just because it's my first full year. And I, I went from high school to a, basically a whole year off of baseball to thrown into to professional baseball again to facing real hitters and pitching a stadium so the first half of the season was definitely a, a big adjustment really just learning um how to pitch to hitters because i i wasn't so sure how my stuff was going to play so i was trying a bunch of stuff out and um some games i'd get hit some games i'd have command issues some games i'd be completely fine so it took that first half to really figure out who I was as a pitcher and then the second half of the year I was able to take a step back say okay this has worked I need to stick with these type of things um when I'm throwing and off the field too with like routines and all that and that's when I started having success and then I actually pitched that second half of the year with 
uh, some shoulder discomfort, which is <laughs> obviously it's the reason I'm rehabbing right now. Mm-hmm. I'm completely fine now, which is the good thing. But um, so I, I feel like knowing that I had a pretty good success in that second half of the season, not at 100 percent is a very good sign moving forward. Yeah, and you were on the injured list to start the year. Uh, you, like you said, you battled some injury last year. Um, are you back at affiliate ball now? No. So, um, yeah, so I had a shoulder, just a, kind of like a shoulder impingement. And uh, I've been, since like about January, February, been rehabbing it. Now I'm 100% healthy and I'm building up. The tough thing about a pitcher and, you know, in baseball too and most other sports, I'm sure it's similar, but like the buildup is, is – uh, a lot longer in baseball because you can, as a pitcher, you got to build up to certain innings, innings count. So I got to get up to four innings before they send me out to an affiliate. So I think I'll be in Arizona with the, at the team complex, probably another two, three weeks. Okay. Yeah. And nice. you started, you, you played all of last year at what was the low A level. It's now single A with the Lynchburg Hillcats. Yeah. And the best thing about minor league baseball sometimes is the uniforms. And Josh, I know in high school, you only wore white and red. That was it. Nothing else. And with the Lynchburg Hillcats, what would you say is your favorite uniform? So we, we had a special uniform for, it was like, uh, I don't even remember the, the theme, but it was kind of like a fiesta night. And they kind of gave us a Miami Vice themed uni. And it was, it was a basketball jersey, basically, with our Lynchburg uh, colors, but it was kind of like a neon light green. Oh, and I found then, it. It's it's clean. Yeah. So so that was an interesting uniform. I actually kept it because you have the option to keep it, and uh, oh, I nice. kept that one. So but that was that was a crazy uniform. I've never obviously won something like that playing baseball. I like these um, dark blue ones with like the teal sleeves. These are cool too. Yeah, yeah. So that was was another thing. We could pick as a pitcher. You get to pick which uniform you wear. The that one I was talking about. um, I uh, actually that was only one day. But the other ones we could wear um, whenever. So every time I'd pitch, I kind of had one that I really liked, and I kept that one the whole basically every outing. I think I, for the most part, I picked the white uniform we had. Nice, nice. Peyton, do you have have something? Yeah. uh, So Josh, you were obviously. Uh, one of the pieces that came back in the really big Francisco Lindor trade. Do you ever feel like any added pressure, like with that kind of stigma, or do you just like not think about it ever? No, yeah, I mean definitely. I think especially after like a, my first year, even more so because I, again, like I tell you, physically it wasn't the best year. I'm I'm 21 years old. I've pitched at that level at 20. I'm still very young, and I know that I was going to have some some growing pains in mm-hmm. the minor leagues, uh, especially after that COVID year. Um, so, but you know, after that, like I did see a lot of things basically saying, "Oh, I, you know, it's a kind of a bust of a trade. The prospects aren't panning out." So I was just like, "Uh, you know, like already they're kind of giving up on me," and obviously. Uh, my mindset in this trade is like I want to be the best player in the whole trade, like better than Lindor or anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that's still my mindset. Uh, I still feel like I, I'm going to be the best one, and I still know I have a lot of time to really show that. I mean, he's 27, 28 years old, so mm-hmm. I can still I still have time to catch you know no doubt the accolades and stuff that maybe he has. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're coming out of high school. Um, going to the biggest stage, and then you get shut down for COVID for a year, yeah. and don't get your full first full season until two years after being drafted. But I guess you know, looking over those the last year and from your time with the Mets, we actually got a text from a listener saying, "What was your, what was like the best story you can tell us that's like PG can be said on air that like you had from traveling with the team?" I was going to ask that too. I was like, "What's the craziest thing?" Oh, so okay, so I have a good one. So uh, this was this past year. Um, we had a road trip from uh, Lynchburg to Myrtle Beach. And we first stopped in Kannapolis because that was our first series. But we are going all the way to Myrtle after. So on the way to Myrtle, um, all of a sudden there's like eight cop cars that just start following our bus and have the lights on. And we're just like, what's going on? 
So then we all get we get pulled over, and then the cops come and they open like the underneath and like they check and we're just like so confused on what happened. Um, so that was like obviously the a really weird thing. And then it happened again about a mile down the road. We get pulled over again. So we're just kind of like, what, you know, what is like, what is going on? So we figure that's it. The weirdness is done. And then about 15 minutes after that, our both buses break down. So, so, so we're, we're, it's the summer, you know, it's pretty hot and there's no air on the bus anymore. The buses break down. So everyone's for the most part walking around the bus or outside on the side of the highway, just no shirts on, just kind of like, I've never seen such a thing. It was hilarious. And then, um, finally the bus gets fixed, but, uh, I think we all probably lost about 10 pounds from what that was one of the crazier, I guess, you know, the minor league stories people have. Did you find out like what the cops were looking for? Like under the boat when they pulled you over? No, we never knew. We just huh. kind of were sitting there and most people were either already sleeping or had headphones in. So they just kind of were interested, but yeah. So like I said, it's minor league day, so you hear all the crazy stories. So people are just kinda used to it. Right. So, <laughs> used so, to just buses breaking down. That's that's fine. Yeah, the butt the breaking of the cop. So we just say, you know, I'm sure if there were people on that bus that had something that they needed to worry about, they were a little worried, but the people that didn't have anything weren't really thinking about it. <laughs> um Josh, I wanted to ask because I uh when we when we found out you were coming on the show, I spent some time, I was watching some highlights and you know they look great. The, I mean, I'm not a huge baseball aficionado, but but some of the pitches were were nasty. And some of the strikeouts you had. The one thing I noticed that seemed to be missing was there's no. And I don't know if you had one in high school. There's no strikeout celebration. Do you have one, or are you just you know kind of waiting to, to to break one out, or still still in the works? What's the what's the status on a strikeout celebration? Because I think that would really um you know s- send a point home there when you strike out these batters. Yeah, I don't really have a celebration. It's kind of random. Uh, I'm I'm pretty emotional on the mound, so okay, you'll see a good amount of emotion. But obviously, you can't hear in the video. But most of the time, there's like a loud, like you know, let's go or something like along the lines of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, from like a celebration standpoint, uh, I can't. Re- I know. It doesn't really have anything to do with it, but I can't dance. So, like, <laughs> the, I, know, I know some people kind of do some type of movement, like, you know, a little hop step or something. Right. And I'm just like, I stay away from the the doing some things. I feel like I'll look stupid. So I, <laughs> You keep I it simple. Kinda, yeah, I just want to keep it simple. Maybe, you know, clap on the glove or something. But, like, yeah, I don't really have anything crazy so celebration-wise. You're just all about business. That's fair. Just on yeah, to the exactly. next one. On to the next one. Respect. Okay. So I guess over the last season, the minor league level, we might not know a lot of these low A guys that you might be facing, but who would you say is the toughest batter you've faced since you've uh, been with the Guardians or with the Mets? Um, that's a good question. Probably, so I faced a guy, uh, he was the Red Sox first round pick two years ago. His name is Nick York. Oh, yeah. Uh, I know Nick York. He, yeah, he was probably the first guy that I faced where I, he was in such a zone when we played each other that I was like, I need to kind of pitch my strengths perfectly or else there's a good chance he's going to hit a home run. And I, it wasn't like I was, you know, like I'm still pretty confident in my stuff, but he was in such a zone that it just felt like if he hit the ball anywhere, um, he's going to hit it far. So the first that bat uh, I threw, it was the first at bat, first bat of the game. I threw him everything uh, was curveballs, and he grounded back to me, and I threw it. I tossed it to first, and as he's running the base, he uh, he said some stuff I can't repeat. <laughs> so, so, so I was I thought that was pretty funny. So I was laughing, and then the next time he came up, I threw him a couple more breaking balls, th- threw some fastballs, but threw another one. And that second time, I think he was waiting for the breaking ball, which is smart. And uh, he actually hit it off like the top of the wall, so, oh. Oh, so he no. got me there. But uh, that was that's probably the toughest hitter. He he's really good though. Uh, just so this is a quick question. You can say as much as you want on this one, but um, why do you miss Yainer Diaz? 
Oh yeah, Yanni was. I mean, I felt like any time I was pitching to him, if a guy got on base, there was a seventy percent chance that that guy was getting thrown out, either from getting thrown out to second base or Yanni would sometimes back pick the first, which was you know that's the best. But uh, he he was just one he he could catch. I mean, like he he knew how to stick it, he knew how to call a game well. Uh, but again, on, on the throwing side, throwing runners out, he was also so good at that that it just it's helps as a pitcher just from a confidence and a relaxation level on the mound. It's already stressful. So for a catcher to make you be be able to to relax and just take a step back, it's huge. Yeah, Yanir Diaz is an Astros prospect. Now. I That's know. why I asked yeah. him. I that. see. Um, I was wondering where the connection was. So, Josh, you know, you say you're not the you don't show a lot of emotion, like with dance moves and celebrations. Yeah. But I, I don't know if you you would recall this, but you were a pretty uh, big impression guy. You could do some impressions. Uh, what was your biggest like impression that you could do in high school? Oh, in high school, I think I did a lot of Borat ones. Yeah, so I, can, you, can, you do, can you do a Borat impression for us right now? That, that's PG. They, yeah, the, PG Borat. The PG Borat. I'll, I'll just give you the classic, he's nice. <laughs> They're nice. But uh, I like yeah, Borat, mostly Middle Eastern because my family is Middle Eastern, so I, I can tap into like the Zohan and stuff <laughs> like that. But no, as Kenny said, in high school, I was very – I did a lot of funny stuff in high school. <laughs> Looking back at it, I'm like, what was I doing? But I still would do it again. But, <laughs> but uh, no, high school, high school was different, uh, especially with who we had. Not just me, Brody. I mean, Kenny knows. I mean, there were some funny people we were in school with. Very nice. Well, speaking of, I mean, oh, Peyton had something? Uh, no, no. Well, I guess speaking of high, high school, school yeah. Josh, we, we're going to get you to do the, we're the end Eagle off Fight song for St. Thomas High School in Houston. All right. Let me, let me just – is this the one that starts with Men of St. Thomas? Yeah. All right. I got you. Are you doing it with me? Right, yeah, I'm, I'm going to count you. you in. Ready? I'll do it with you. Ready? Yeah. I'm not singing this, but I'll kind of like give it a nice little, you know. A tune? Men yeah. of St. Thomas yeah. stand for all, all to see. see. Honor and truth and understanding, our motto will always be. These days we spend together, we'll cherish till we die. And the world must know that we are the men of St. Thomas High. Yeah! Wow! That was great. I think it's time to end the show. Eagle fight never dies. Well done. Well, Josh Wolf, thank you so much for joining (laughs) us. Thank you for having me. We're excited to see where your career pans out. You've uh, jumped to fourth on my favorite athletes list, by the way. Nice. Um, So congratulations to that. That's a prestigious honor. Thank you. Of course. And, uh, yeah, we'll uh, end the the show there. We hope everyone enjoyed um, the Unwritten Rule. We will be back same time, same place next week for our season four finale. Um, and all that fun stuff. So you don't want to miss it. The show will be up on Spotify if you missed it. Follow us on Twitter at, what is it, KCOU Unwritten. Um, And, yeah, we'll be back same time, same place. See you, everybody.